Commissioners, we have a uh, first up. We have a work session here this evening. We have uh, Robbie Gill here, the executive director of the YMCA with Chesapeake, and he's going to present the uh, latest YMCA concept plan to us here today and give us okay. a little report on the status of the project. And just to give you a little context on this, the uh, one of the original uh, impetus for the uh, for this project was for the swimming pool here in Queens, kind of because we were just at the point where we were. Um, uh, getting rid of the Chesapeake College pool that the swim team used down there, and that that actually was uh, was decommissioned um, before this started. And uh, the, so the big need was for a for a new pool here in Queens County for the swim team. So that was one of the big drivers of this initially. So um, as part of that, we wanted to make sure the commissioners were were okay with the concept for the pool and other aspects of the project. So we're here tonight to. Uh, to present those and uh, move things forward. So with that, I'll turn it over to Robbie and let him kind of give you the Great. You know, Thank the, you. Uh, the so um, I'm excited about where we are in the process. Uh, going back to November of 2015 when the county donated the land, part of that agreement tied to uh, having a space to where the swim teams could participate and speaks specifically to you guys reviewing the plans where we're all on the same page. And so this is really, we're at a place now where we want to just get our um, uh, floor plan and everything squared away. You guys okay with it so we can continue to move forward. Our goal is still to break ground in early 2021. Uh, and so this is the kind of the next step in that. It's many years have passed, right, since we started this project. And so the senior center piece is new. Um, obviously, um, we found great success with the senior center and YMCA in the same facility in St. Michael's, Maryland. You currently don't have a senior center here uh, in Centerville, and so there's a great opportunity to partner and collaborate there, pulling everyone into one community uh, facility, which we've seen there. So we've added some space there that we'll talk a little bit about, too. It's um, shared use, so you don't have your own entrance, so to speak, to go into the senior center. It's all one and the same. And then, obviously, there's a focus around uh, supporting small businesses and not-for-profits with this, um, let's call it a small business development center, which is additional space in this facility tied directly to uh, the Radcliffe grant that will help us um, support um, local businesses, small businesses, and not-for-profits who need specialized support, whether it be, let's say it's um, legal advice around um, labor law, or it could be um, taxes, or online media, or marketing. It could be a whole host of things, which will provide some really unique resources on the upper shore. So what I want to do is um, I'm going to switch to the handheld here and we'll just quickly glance through this. So you can see uh, just quickly on the site plan, you've got the little Kidwell extension uh, and the main facility sitting here. The pool itself doesn't, will, uh, the outdoor pool will be more of a traditional pool. Um, but you've got entry parking on the front uh, for drop-off and then parking on the side and then parking in the back. The fields will, in the beginning, just be grass. Uh, but will give us opportunities to run programming as well as um, uh, especially camps where we currently run camps at uh, the Gunson School. We'll probably continue to do this, but this will give us more capacity to do it. So you can see the county buildings over here. And then you've got uh, the square there where the uh, at some point the water tower will go sitting on the property. Thanks, Todd. So if you're looking at the um, aquatic center, it's designed in a way that if you are having a swim meet, uh, actually um, 
visitors to watch that can actually enter here through the vestibule and then you can have a direct entry into the pool area so that way you don't have an impact on the regular flow for members you've got seating all along this wall side which is all glass this currently is designed to seat about 170 folks which is more than enough for what you would ever need even if we decided to host a, let's say an eastern shorewide meet here you could totally do that with no problem right now that meet is held in dorchester county at the y but this would give us another facility that has the capacity to do that um, you can see uh, it's a six-lane pool um, so it's built and designed for competitive swimming there's some positives to that in the sense that if you're a lap swimmer or a kid, that's a good thing. But when we look at the senior center component, there's some challenges around that too because you don't have any um, shallower water. So you've got to be three and a half feet to be able to touch the, uh, touch the bottom. You've got three and a half feet for the height. So if you're not uh, four and a half feet or so, you can't really touch the bottom. So for little kids teaching swim lessons, that's a little more challenging because it's more of just a traditional tank. We have a second drawing for the pool that we're building in Kent County that has really a shallower area that's really easier for seniors to access, easier for teaching kids to swim. Obviously, there's more cost involved with that, but as we were, as the senior center component to this really started to play in, and we, what we realized was is the pool's really not designed in a way that it's going to really benefit, by and large, our seniors because it's designed to be a more of a cold water pool for competitive swimming. <laughs> You also, and we'll come back to that here in a minute. If you, if you go into the lobby and down, you'll see the reception area. And then right off to the left, you can see two, a large conference room, a small conference room, and some office spaces. This will be the spaces that are utilized for this small business development center. And so that could be, could be used for, let's say, if um, we were doing a training or a community leader was leading a training, that they could utilize these spaces. There's also a focus going to be around... Um, uh, fiscal stewardship and fiscal management, especially for youth. And so this, these spaces are multifunctional. And then you go down the hall, you can see stay and play. This is where uh, families um, can drop off their kids while they're participating in programs. As you go further down, you'll see another conference room and this open space, which is really for staff. And then these two offices here on the concourse, which will be dedicated for senior center offices. And then further down, you've got the wellness center, and then three large group exercise rooms, a kitchen. So um, talking to Kathy about senior programming, we would provide meals as a part of the senior center. So those would be meals that weren't not physically preparing there, but they're bringing in. And so the kitchen is designed in a way that we can cool and warm and serve. You've got another multipurpose conference room here. So like in St. Michael's, we found in the beginning we were serving 10 or 15 meals a day and then that program began to grow and so you've got multiple spaces that you could set those meals up to do that and then down the corridor you'll see there's three large multi-purpose rooms so the y has a ton of different multi-purpose spaces the way that senior center partnership works is our staff would sit down with senior center staff with the county and we would lay out really a mapping of the facility and say okay well at um, 9 a.m. This space is going to be used for a so-and-so class. The gym is going to be used for pickleball for a senior program, and so you're really maximizing the spaces in the facility, which has worked really, really well. Quick for question us. for you: So the the pickleball lines are they similar to what our tennis courts are? No, it's much smaller. Okay. So um, well, I know it's not the size of a tennis court, but right. if you look at a tennis court, you have the serving square where the ball has yep. to. 
Is that where they play within that serving square and then the net? It's uh, So on a regular tennis court, you could put one pickleball court on one side and one pickleball court on the other. Okay. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. And the net kind of sits in the middle. Okay. It's, uh, it's played similarly, um, but the court is a little smaller. So whereas you could probably only fit one true tennis court in a, in a full-size gym, you can fit three pickleball courts. Okay. They're and, they're, and they're lined here. You can kind of see them. Looks like the matrix with all those lines on there. You were talking about the uh, the meeting rooms. Uh, the one on the bottom left in that drawing, it looks like to be the smallest one. Just so the public at home get an idea because they can't read that. How big is that? You say they're large. I mean, the bottom left, the last one. Now this guy's yeah. about 1,200 square feet. 1,200. That one's 1,200. Just to give people a scope of how yep. big these rooms are. I mean, that's, and that's the smallest one. You mean so. group exercise room, number one? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, these conference rooms here, this one's uh, at the top is about 450. This one's no, uh, 300. Left. But when you go bottom left down here, this is about 1,200 square feet. Right, that smaller one. And See, are those collapsible walls or no? They're, 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 they're Well, these are actually designed uh, to be uh, static. And the reason for that is we've put in a kitchenette here <laughs> that can be accessed either side. So let's say you were doing... Um, a pottery class, a senior pottery class in one room, you have access to this kitchenette to where you could utilize it for cleaning tools and this or that. And then there's storage both ways. So no collapsible walls there. And those bathrooms that I see, that's the only location that there's bathrooms? So you actually, uh, so you have uh, bathrooms when you're walking in. Right. Just past the, and then on this corridor here, as we turn and kind of work down this way, you've got one, two, three, four, five, what we call family shower and changing rooms. And so they're self-contained. So within that one space, I've got a toilet, a shower, and everything I need to take care of myself there. So take my family as an example. I have a five-year-old daughter. And so uh, if we didn't have this, I would have to either bring her in the men's locker room with me or send her into the girl and the ladies' locker room on her own. So we can go in here and we can change and do our things. You've got, um, let's say we're going swimming. We can go in here and get dressed and ready to swim. And then we can put our stuff on the lockers that are along this hall and then go into the pool area and then come back. And so that gives uh, folks who are not comfortable within a larger locker room setting, the ability to use those spaces, as well as generally use the, use the bathroom. As you go further down, you do have a men's uh, and women's locker room there. Um, so that would be utilized by the swim teams uh, for their program, as well as general use as well. And then further down, you'll see uh, gym storage and some other storage. We do have a sauna on, uh, just off the deck as well. And then the gymnasium is a full-size uh, gymnasium. Um, and we'll, we see ourselves partnering. We run middle school basketball programming up here already, but I know um, Wild River Upper needs a place to be able to play and practice, and so we'll partner and collaborate uh, to support other programs as well. Um, on the pool piece, let me... So 
talking about senior programming, if you add, you can see instead of the six-lane pool, you've got this a little uh, space that butts out there. And that's two steps down, and then it's about a foot and a half deep, and it works its way down to three and a half feet. So when you think about um, easier access for older adults to participate in programming, it helps from that standpoint. And then you also have that large area that can then be utilized for teaching kids to swim. So in partnership with school systems, as an example, we teach every fifth grader in Wacomico County water safety and swim lessons as a part of the PE curriculum. We do the same thing in St. Michael's as well. And so when we're thinking about maximizing our impact in the community, partnering and collaborating with the school um, and teaching every kid to swim makes a whole lot of sense. If you don't have that space, you can still pull it off. It's just not as highly as functional as you'd like it to be. There is one negative to that, and that is is when you're serving little kids and seniors, um, you want the water to be a little bit warmer. And so in a traditional, let's say at the Easton Y or the Henson Y in Salisbury where we're, our high school teams are swimming there, the pool temperature is around 81, 82 degrees. In this scenario, you're going to be 83, 84, which doesn't seem like a huge difference, but it is a little bit different from that so, standpoint. You've got this on here with the shallow area, the steps installed, the walk-in. How is that going to affect the competitive swimming? So on this corner... When you're, when you're shallow like that, how do they flip and turn around? And well, it's three and a half feet regardless. Oh, plenty, three, three and a half, and half, half feet regardless. Okay. The difference is... Um, Where they go into the pool. So on this area here, this is one about a foot and a half. Right. And then it works its way down. And then this whole area is three and a half here. Okay, okay. So, like, for the nice thing about that for, say, water aerobics class is you can run a rope across here, and you've got this huge, so large swath. So a wall that stays in the pool? This is, it stops there. Right, but it's a wall in the pool. Yes, sir. So for wave action and everything else. And, and then during a meet, you would just run a, a right. little lane line right yep. across there. Okay. So functionally, it makes a lot of sense, and I think would be a, a real benefit for senior programming. In the community, there's a obviously a cost involved with it. So we had them run the numbers. You've got to add another, it's another additional thousand square feet, but you've got to add another bay, and the pool gets bigger, mechanical gets bigger. So it's about an additional half a million dollars to figure that out. Right now, we're running senior center water classes on Kent Island. That pool is a is is 89 to 91 degrees, so it's a true certified therapy pool. Whereas this pool would really be built more for um, teaching kids to swim, older adults being involved in water-based exercise, and then obviously the swim teams. So just, I don't know you got to give me an answer today, but I want to just throw that out there that if they're, in looking at this facility, if there's one gap in my opinion is, is you're just not in a traditional six-lane pool, you're not going to have as many opportunities to serve seniors and, and you can go back, um, Todd mentioned, you can go back and look at the pool at, um, at Chesapeake College. You know, it was a tank, right? And so if I'm physically not strong enough to be able to access and get into that pool, I'm probably, and it, it's not so much getting in as getting out. You know, we're required to have a lift and you're required to have stairs. But um, how many people did you say have used the lift? Not, no, Zero. But as an example, in St. Michael's, we have a lift there, too. 
no one will use the lift. And it's, it's not because they may not need it. If they can walk in and access, they will. If the, there's a stigma. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I've installed about a dozen of those, and you're right. They never get used, unfortunately. Well, so, it, draw, it draws attention to yourself and blah, blah, blah. Right. So you, you say that the, the, the Dorchester is where they hold the meets now? Is that what you said? So currently, uh, the Dorchester County Y holds um, the shorewide meet, correct? So how do they have theirs configured? And do they it's, have a, a it's, a traditional, it's a traditional tank. So there is no senior center in that Y. It's there just is no a senior center. Okay. Right. And then, now you'll have more seating capacity than Dorchester County does. That Y probably seats only about 50. The East and Y seats about 150 or so. So, I mean, so the East and Y, does it have a senior component to it? It has a whole separate warm water pool. Okay. That's uh, separate from that. And it was built specifically because 30% of the population there is over the age of 60. And they knew that was a need. And when we looked at building the Y in St. Michael's, we didn't even build a pool that was built for competitive swimming because we knew the senior population and teaching kids to swim right. was more important than adding that. In Kitt County, we're, doing, we're building that pool uh, here. So there's a... The, the swim team there will swim at, at that pool, obviously, just like they will here. But they they really wanted to capture that senior component and teaching kids to swim. But are well. we planning to move forward with the senior component in this pool? Is that is that are you we asking have, us that? Or you, are you? I want to get your feedback on that. Well, I mean, and, and how many, Kathy? How many people do you think will use this it's on the senior side? I mean, is there you have any studies that show? On the senior side, from what we've been doing, is a low amount. On the senior center side, you know, it's strictly at the end of Kent Island at one small facility, so we're limited in the people that can go and the class times available. Um, I think this would open us up a lot more in the central part of the county to provide more of those services. I don't have people going from Southersville to the end of Kent Island to do class. Um, I also would have to put a plug in for recreation because we traditionally had backyard pools. This would resolve a lot of those issues um, for kids to have, you know, safe water instruction to, um, you know, in our water community. So um, I think it would be highly used. I don't have specific numbers of who would, but the, the program at recreation was huge for swimming lessons at one time, and it slowly dissipated because we don't have the resources to provide it. Um, same with the seniors. But it is, you have a very active younger population of seniors who are wanting to do more things and don't necessarily need the warm therapy pool. They want a regular pool and want to exercise. So we're looking very forward to it. So the, the, um, the Perkins Y in St. Michael's, there's 4,000 people that live from Oak Creek Bridge down to Tillman. That Y serves 3,000 people, so about 2,500 Y members and another 500 senior center participants. And those classes in that very small community uh, typically have 30 people in every class pre-pandemic, and they have about 20 right now. So what we found is that, I mean, it's as you get older, uh, having a, um, a, a warmer water pool that can help you from a... Um, low impact standpoint is nice and then obviously if you have a really cold pool all the little kids are blue lipped because you know they're on the oh, they're on the side of the pool until they can get in so it's a better teaching environment as well i know they do the exercise classes they do the exercise classes at, at mears point so i know they get folks that go in the morning to take the aqua classes but when the pool closes in in labor day weekend and that's it then where where do they all go for their aqua classes so 
Uh, and, and they're probably looking at the number of, of folks and, their, and the age. I'd probably say they're in their late 50s, early 60s that are, that are doing this class and older. So uh, I, I'm sure there'll be a need in the wintertime for sure when those, when those pools close and those aqua classes are not available anymore. An indoor facility would be great. So where do you highly used? Where do you stand now? Where where are we in the process? I mean, these are the plans. Are we? Or is the plan to build the entire structure? At yes. One time we're, I know one time we were talking about phases, but now we're. No, I mean once we got the Radcliffe Grant, the goal now is to build the whole thing. Okay. So so with this pool, the key is to figure that out because obviously uh, structural, mechanical, and everything else has to be tied to that. So you're kind of are you, are you looking for some direction from us about yes. that? I am. Okay. Well, I mean, it, because to to that, it so seems it, to make sense that you just the, what, the only thing you're really giving up is you're going to have a little warmer pool. Right. So when you think about competitive swimming, it's going to be a little bit warmer than what a traditional competitive which, is, which translates to slight more on the exhausted side. I mean, it, so you'll sweat. You'll sweat in the pool. Right. A warmer water body of water, you'll sweat. So you're not going to host a Olympic trial there. Um, because it's you know the water would be be too warm, but but it's not as I said. We'll get a true home pool advantage for our teams. It'll be better conditions. Always practicing sure, in the right? warm water. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do, do, do we know what what uh, Mike Calvatus is charging us at to have our swim teams practice there? I don't know. I, uh, my understanding it's a I don't know the exact number, but it's pretty astronomical, and it comes out of the athletic director's budget. Um, but I know it's it's somewhere in the range of seven to nine thousand a year for our swim teams to compete. Yeah, that sounds about right. There. I think it was. I was going to say around ten or so, ten thousand a year for the swim teams. Yeah, I think that's so. That's in the ballpark. Yeah. So I, as I said, I don't know that I need an answer today. But within the next few weeks, we need to kind of be able to figure that out because, Commissioner um, Moran, to your point, next steps are sizing that appropriately and then working on finalizing pricing to, but well, it only seems to make sense to put the senior component to it i mean that's just more well, it is going to be a senior center too right so right. that I wasn't mean, part of the plan years ago but it is if now. you're not swimming competitively you know and like you said this the smaller kids and you need a safer area for them i, I it's no brainer to me i mean that's i don't know if you need a vote or a motion or i don't need a vote but it'd be good consensus wise Consensus, yeah, we can. I mean, we can think about it, talk about it, and go look at some other pools. And um, or if you well, want to make a decision he knows them all. That's, he just answered yeah. the question on all okay. the other pools. And I, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. Today, how they would go with it with the new component? I'm good. I'm good with it with the new component. I'm good with it. And I'm good with it. Steve's good with it. Okay, I'm good with it. Chris is really good with it. He's all right. Forward. So we're going to add that to the plan and and um, continue forward. Um, the only other thing in the drawing is. Um, I wish, yeah, if you don't mind showing somebody elevations, because I think that's. And was one of my concerns. So, Commissioner uh, Corcorino, is your Speedo the Italian flag color, is it? Yeah. Oh, he's an instructor. <laughs> Very good instructor. You got the colored renditions, I think that people would understand. There, you there go. we go. I guess I'm talking about that. There you go. So, just. Mike, can you get that? Are you able to get that? Any of that? I feel like I'm at a planning meeting. So these are, this is the inside of the pool, obviously. A little humor there. 
And so as we mentioned coming in, you've got your bleachers and benches on this side. We'll add that other piece in, so this will change a bit. And what we'll do is we'll schedule another time once this is all done where we can actually throw it up on the screen and digitally walk through the whole facility. But are the decks going to be darker colored like that? Nah, I mean, it's just what he spec from. Okay, just, just asking. We're not on the color in the color phase yet. I understand. Yeah. Well, I just it gives people an idea of depth and, and uh, you know, what they walk in to see. And if you don't mind turning to the next one in the outside elevations, I think that's what they're going to see driving by all the time. And, you know, I was, I'm a little concerned about, you know, that standing seam walls, but I'm glad to see in the entrance and around some of the buildings you've accented it with brickwork, which... I think it's helped. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's designed as um, three pre-engineered buildings right. tied in connection together. The best example of this, if you want to see a Y that's similar, would be the Oracle Y, which is in Towson. It's uh, about five years old and a very nice facility. Um, obviously, where you can fit in brick and not impact the structure itself, we'll do that. Um, we're still not at a, as I said, squared away on the, from a color standpoint. And this has been tweaked a little bit. Uh, even since um, this was done a couple weeks ago, so we can, we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to go through traditional planning and zoning and all those processes as well, and we'll make sure we keep you in the loop as we go for okay. sure. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So you're thinking, hopefully, in the spring, start moving dirt. That would be the goal, yes, sir, yes, sir. So um, we're working towards that timeline. Um, if, Fundraising isn't easy right now in the middle of a pandemic. You can't really meet with folks. We have secured an additional $260,000 and made some other asks. So, you know, we're approaching $8 million. So, so we're getting there. What, would, what, what, do you, what do you think they're sitting at right now with the way it's drawn? And 13, 13, probably. Yeah. Site work's going to be expensive. Um, got to bring in a lot of fill? A lot, yeah. That's the lowest part of the land. You guys, yeah. you guys took the high part. We got the low part. So, uh, so Todd took that. So would you, it's 10 feet. We need 10 feet probably to fill. Really? It's a lot. So, um, so um, I think that number was close to 2 million just to get the site right. Wow. So that's a big piece of it. Well, once, once you build it, though, you, you have the satisfaction of Mr. Wilson's going to owe you a dollar. Yeah. You get it done within that 10-year time frame. <laughs> You know, they say good things come to those who wait. Well, That's right. <laughs> this ought to be awfully good. It's going to be great. Sometimes these things are a battle of uh, persistence and patience. I agree with you. Like if, it, uh, if it was easy, it had been done a long time ago. So it takes a, And I think um, when you look at what this will be now compared to if it was built seven, eight years ago, it's vastly different in scope yeah. and size and impact. And so... Uh, over while time is challenging and it doesn't happen immediately, I think what we're going to end up having and how it serves the community is substantially uh, greater than what it would have been right after. If we could have someone would have wrote a check right after Chesapeake College closed, we would have had a yeah. small line, a pool, and that would have been right. it. So, um, so I think you know it's, it's going to have a tremendous. And at the end of the day, you want it to serve a ton of people, and it will. It's going to serve a huge population in the community. Let me let me ask you one question: If if just by any chance the economic operating model, the sort of cash flow experience of this whole building didn't meet your expectations, how does the Y handle that? 
so we have 11 facilities across the eastern shore of Maryland. It goes into it's the part hole. of that. Yep. Okay. So as, a, as long as the collective is good, we're good. So some wives make a little bit of money and some wives lose a little bit of money. That's good enough. All right. And wives that are just starting out typically lose in the beginning because you have to build your base. I do understand. Yeah. So, um, but it's all part of the uh, part of the collective. So, as long as the organization is good, we're good. So, you mentioned that uh, St. Michael's, I think it was the St. Michael's School, has a population of three thousand. The YMCA serves three of four thousand people, so three and four people. So that same area here in Centerville is it? What's the population numbers there? So when we did our market study years ago, this Y was going to serve between ten and 12,000 people. Okay. And when you add the senior center component into that, I think that's about where it'll be. So it'll be, it'll be one of our larger YMCAs, if not the largest, based upon the population. And, and um, way back in the day, there was some concern about whether people that live way out on Kent Island would drive. About 25% of the people surveyed said, man, that's a long ways away. Right. Um, but 75% of the population said, yep, we'll go there. And if you look at the folks that live in the county and the travel they do now to be able to access uh, services. Well, um, i got to believe, so. too, in, in inclement weather and late fall to late spring, they'll travel because it just you don't have anything else. They're the choice. Well, it, what I think you'll see, too, is it'll be really the first real hub that brings kind of the three distinct communities together. So you've got kind of center of, the, center of the county here, and you've got North County and then the island. You're gonna, what you'll see is a more commingling of communities in one space. You we may, may have answered this question before I got here, but what, what about if we get a vaccine, but a lot of people don't feel real confident because it's a 70% vaccine? How does that affect your... So a little bit on COVID. For, maybe, you, maybe you answered that. I, no, sir, I haven't. So we, um, we saw uh, about a 30% decline in our membership uh, from March 16th when we closed to June 20th. Yeah. Um, so operationally for us, what that means is our operating budget was about $15 million. We're going to be around 11 So just like anyone else, it's going to have a substantial impact. We are seeing now our, our membership plateau and begin to grow again. So we're seeing about 50% of the normal participation that we would. Uh, state regulations have had a really big impact on us. We weren't really able to run camp in a traditional setting, and so where we might serve a 1,000 kids a day across the shore, we served about 60. Mm-hmm. We have about 60 kids in, a, in um, 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 tutoring and support programming, full-day programming <clears throat> right now, but the regulations are such that it's just difficult. You know, they're built for schools, right, and we're – YMCA. So when you can only have 15 kids in a space greater than 450 uh, square feet and you stick kids in a 7,000 square foot gym, you only get 15 kids in a 7,000 square foot gym. So we're just not really built from in a classroom setting. But to your point, uh, Commissioner Wilson, we, I think the pandemic will change the way everyone works from this point forward. Um, but I do think if there's anything that we've learned through this is that maybe we as a community uh, took for granted the importance of just being around people and the opportunity to do that and the why is a community hub for that. And so I think while social distancing will be important, we're, we're seeing uh, members anytime they can and as they feel comfortable coming back. So, so 
you're treating these as a as a kind of community investment enterprise. Um, how is your experience, if, if what was going on right now carried forward for four or five years, would this thing be motoring on as before? Uh, you typically aren't building $13 million facilities in the middle of a pandemic, but our, our belief is, is there's a need, community need. We've been working at it and we'll continue to do it. Our, um, and operationally... Yeah, I'm not questioning the need. What I'm questioning is something else, is whether the economic model works for this whole system since it is a whole sit the whole system has to work yeah uh, if you were in a pandemic mode where we were closed no so what impacted us was being closed for 90 days okay. as well as everyone else but operationally outside of that model we'll be fine okay when you have to close as a restaurant would or anyone else when you have to close the doors life gets a little bit tough <laughs> So uh, I know I'm just till five. So we'll continue forward. We'll add that piece in uh, the pool and then continue to plug away. And, and that, that component the, uh, for the pool will still include include the uh, access, the handicap access, access chair. Good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, want to make sure. Required, we, even even yeah. with that, in, you'd have to have zero depth completely. Okay. To be able to do that, and the challenge with that having zero depth is the slope has to be so long. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just don't have as much square footage. So you'd be better off to have two steps in and then capture all that three and a half square feet for teaching and um, classes and that. Good. Very good. Thank you. Anybody else have any questions? Thank you guys again. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Robin. Very well. Thank you, sir. You're going to need, you're going to need a motion to go in the That's fine, yeah, sure. Yep. Good seeing everybody. Y'all have a good day. Likewise. Take care. Take care. So I'm going to make a motion that we go into closed session. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? So moved.